Hello, and welcome to episode 228 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have a review of Strange Adventures 11 and Aliens Aftermath 1. Your creative team on Strange Adventures is writer Tom King, Mitch Jarrett, and Evan Doc Shaner on art, and Clayton Clowes on letters. Your creative team on Aliens Aftermath is story by Benjamin Percy, art by Dave Wachter, colors by Chris Sotomayor, and letters by Ariana Meyer. Um, this is your spoiler alert for Strange Adventures 1 through 11 and Aliens Aftermath 1. Uh, this is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. So Noah, um, like we normally do, let's uh, let's talk about these books generally, and then we'll do the deep dive. Uh, we're going to do Strange Adventures 11 um, first, which was our you know our 11th and in, in our series of 12. Um, things are coming to a head, and then we're going to talk about Aliens Aftermath 1, which is sort of a, a start of a, a series. But uh, what are your general thoughts on both of these books? Uh, 12 was a real, sorry, 11 for Strange Adventures was a real gut punch. Um, very suspenseful, probably the most suspenseful of all the issues. So I really loved that, and I loved where it put the story at the end of the issue. And then Aliens Aftermath was just really fun. I, I had a lot of good times with it. It seems to capture sort of the vibe of um, Aliens, the movie. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to read on with this ish, this story because uh, it's also adding in something new to the mythos, which I really like too. So it's like a cool, it fits within the universe of Alien and then it'll, it seems to be pushing it in a cool new direction too. So uh, I'm really excited. Like I, I'm, I've been happy with like the two Alien series that Marvel's done so far. Like Phillips' work on the main series is great, and then this series is great. So I hope they just keep turning out good ones like this. But what are your thoughts on both? Yeah, I mean, uh, Strange Adventures eleven. Obviously, there's there's a lot going on. We're sort of uh, coming to to an end. You know, climaxing a lot of a lot of drama. There's obviously a a major development in this one. Um, and I do enjoy the the Aliens Aftermath book. I think maybe like when we go into the uh, to the to the review of that, I have a question for you about sort of the subject material they're sort of mining and, and using, and some of the stuff that you're kind of staying away from. And I wonder if you have the the mm. same thoughts there. Um, but uh, let's let's do the deep dive. Uh, Strange Adventures eleven. So in ten, um, you know we we had a lot of uh, an Elena centric uh, uh issue she was sort of going through some some things and she was sort of recapping um with a narration sort of reading the letter from from terrific um and we were sort of left at that moment where she's at the top of the stairs and adam has just got back to their place and that's where we pick up again with 11 um you know we kind of know that we're in for an argument here and that's obviously you know what we get here but the argument spills a lot of the the stuff that maybe we since you know thinking might be happening or sort of in the last you know maybe 10 um nine we we, we kind of saw things going in this direction but but what did you think about sort of this i guess maybe it's 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 a lot of it's uh well not what the flashbacks are not but it's it's really just a, a, a an argument issue right yeah, it is. It's it's very heavy on Jared's part. It feels like in this issue to the story hangs. I, I mean, maybe I'm not. There is a lot of Shaner art, but it just feels like this is a very Jared's heavy issue. Mm -hmm. um, maybe that's just because all of the huge story beats happen under Jared's watch. But 
Uh, one thing I find interesting, and maybe you're, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I think this is the first issue in the series to directly continue on from the last issue. It seems like each issue sort of ends, and then by the time the next issue comes around, it skips ahead in time a couple of bits, you know, like a couple of like you know days or months or weeks or whatever it is. Um, they, they they do that with the Shaner stuff, and they usually do that with the Jared stuff, but in this one, it's almost like it picks up right where we left off. Like it doesn't skip ahead at all. It just is like, you know, we left him here in issue 10. They're at the same spot in issue 11. I really liked that. And it kind of, um, it again, it sort of shows that, yeah, we are moving towards the end. So things are becoming a little more sequential and down the line here. I really liked that. Um, but yeah, yeah. W- what do you think? Yeah, I think you might be right that this is sort of, um, the, the first issue where we sort of, you know, the pa- the last panel on 10 and the first panel on 11, if not the, the same image uh, are very close to the same image, same perspective of sort of her at the top of the stairs looking down at him. Um, at this point, he doesn't really kind of know what he's in for. He, you know, he's, he's just shown back up. So yeah, I feel like this is one of the ones or might be the only one where it's sort of like the transition from panels to panels uh, between 10 and 11 is almost a continuation. I feel like that's something that the walking dead in the books did a lot. It was like that last panel and then the next panel. I mean, obviously there's a lot of cliffhangers in, in the walking dead, but it was like, all right, this moment happens issues over. You get another issue. It's like a couple moments afterwards. It's not like the next day, everybody woke up and was, was, was happy again. You know, it's sort of like that, yeah. that sort of model. Um, which would read differently in the, in the trade. Cause I'm sure if you're, mm-hmm. if you're reading this in a, in a collection or in a trade, you're going to be like, so caught up that you're just going to, you're going to have to keep flipping. But with the single issues, it was like, read it. Um, and then sort of wait four weeks to, to pick up another issue and, and, and see the continuation. So. Yeah. And for us, it was, uh, month and a half right it was a long time i mean we're now we're at bi-monthly so we won't get issue 12 until uh october oh wow or or maybe the end of september it's gonna be a while yeah so you know um we kind of knew what the argument was going to be about based on what she um she read in terrific's um Mm -hmm. letter but she confronts him um, we give him the spoiler alert, but basically Terrific has said that he traded his daughter to be held captive and to steer everything to, to Earth. Um, and Elena is upset by, by this information. And, uh, you know, she, she asked him to sort of, I guess, kind of like admit it a couple of times. And, and he, he doesn't really admit it at first. Uh, but finally, he sort of you know, tells her what he felt like he had to do. But what are your thoughts about the, the, the back and forth that Strange and Elena are having? I guess we should also talk about a little bit of the, the flashbacks, but the, what are your thoughts about this confrontation? Yeah, I guess the, the flashbacks sort of lead into the confrontation because the flashbacks are sort of this, like, are tearing you apart inside because you sort of see their love in the flashbacks. So Shannon does a really good job of sort of uh, heightening that, like, you know, uh, like hard on your sleeve romantic feeling that he's sort of done in all his artwork on his storyline. It's all very straightforward. Like they're just in love. There's no nuance to it. What I like about the 
the argument here is that it is like an action sequence, you know, like good dialogue is sort of like the, you know, like the Aaron Sorkin way of things where it's like two people want something and where their goals sort of don't align is where the conflict comes from. And then that's where the obstacles come from. And in here it's, that's how the conversation works. And you sort of see two people also trying to control the conversation mm-hmm. and it's like always butting up against each other. So I really love the part where, you know, he's just being cagey, you know, and like, you know, trying to explain his way and like, you know, call her crazy, call Alana crazy. And then there's the part where she snaps and um, she asks him, is my daughter alive? And then there's that, like that beat where it's like two silent panels of him changing his expression. And then he looks right at her and he went, instead of ask, answering the question, he's like, your daughter, you know, like, it's just, yeah, like that's, that's, that was some really great dialogue on King's part, but then also really good acting on Jared's part. Yeah, because, you know, thinking about this, Jared's is just basically drawing the sort of the the two heads, you know, having mm-hmm. a conversation a lot of times, you know, there, there's drinks being thrown, there, there's smacks being uh, doled out, uh, so there is a little bit to it, but um yeah, there is a lot of this. And you made a really good point about the the sort of the way the argument goes. It, it, it feels real. Like yeah. it's sort of like, um, you know, when when a couple has an argument, there's, you know, the, it just, this, this felt real. It didn't feel like, uh, you know, a, a mustache twirling Bond villain saying, you know, this is why I, I did this, Mr. Bond. You know, it, it, it felt really real. So, um and I think it's a good, you made a good point about the way they did it, sort of like a, a, an unhappy moment in a relationship and a happy moment in a relationship or a moment where things were working out better, I guess we, we could say. Um, so that, that sort of led to the, to the up and down, which we've, we've got a lot in this, this, epi- or this, this series. Yeah, definitely. And I think the, I like what you brought up about it feeling real. And I think like, for me, it felt very, um, it felt like it was drawing upon what we know about the characters for the last 10 issues too. So having that familiarity with how they talk and how they work with each other. And I think thinking back now, there was always this underlying tension between the two of them mm-hmm. that sort of has been building up until this point. So that like now they're finally letting out and there's this huge explosion of communication, which is really great. So it's sort of like, weirdly intense but at the same time kind of like a relief at the same time because we're getting all this truth which Mm -hmm. is great um yeah and then there's like a there was a nice gradual revealing of like who they were to get to this point too so it doesn't feel like it's slapping you in the face or anything yeah so um you know eventually we get the we get to the point of the argument where where strange has pulled his his gun um that's that's a half page splash um and that sort of ramps up the attention you know now now this has been introduced and i guess you know if you think about storytelling um if you're going to show a gun it has it isn't the the rule that it has to it has to be used has to Um, go off yeah so um you know all indications early on um with strange holding the gun and we've seen strange do some things in the past um in, in in what he would deem as you know acts of war or you know act in conflict so now we have this this dread here of strange holding the, the gun on elena and that that sort of leveled up the the argument it's not just two you know 
a couple arguing, throwing glasses at each other, and, and a couple of slaps being delivered. Now there's now there's a gun introduced. Yeah, I like what you brought up. Yeah, it's the Chekhov's gun because, yeah, he knows how to use it, and he always uses it. Yeah, that's great. And it's you know it's about halfway through the it's about halfway through the the argument. So it's like uh, it's the the sort of the mid. If we look at the the issue and the argument, that's sort of like the the midpoint of the argument. It was you know. A lot yeah. of it before was, you know, Elena trying to get information from Strange. He was being a little cagey. You know, he wasn't answering everything directly. Uh, when he was answering it, it was sort of in the form of like, you don't know what I had to do to 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 do these things. Like, so um, the the gun sort of ramps things up. Definitely does, yeah. And I like what you brought up about the midpoint. It's it's the point of no return. Like, someone's gonna get shot. That's mm-hmm. the big thing. And I really loved that because I was like, at that point, who did you think was going to get shot? I guess. Uh, so I wasn't, I, I thought, uh, uh, I thought she was going to get shot. Same. Um, I mean, that's the way they, they set it up for you. And we've already given the spoiler alert that uh, he, for this issue, he's, he's the one that's shot at the end of the issue, but they sort of give you all the indications with him holding the gun sort of the backstory that we've get we gotten with strange you know we know he's made deals um to to further his cause we know that he um you know he was part of the gas attack we've seen him do you know horrible things all in what he would say are in the name of of conflict and you know to to in his interest so here he is is he going to you know take that action here and you know he's holding the gun on her a lot during the sort of the the second half of, of the argument as they make their way out outside. Um, and it even gets to the point where um, he's got the gun um, to her face and she sort of goes up and grabs the barrel. So we have a moment there um, before we go to the, to the flashback where, um, you know, he's been holding the gun on her before this, but now it's like even closer. It's like right at her face. So we're, we're amping up the tension again. Yeah. I love um, that wide panel of um, uh, like when she's she steps on the cigarette, the, the one above that. It's like uh, Jared's art is just so, so good. Like I, I love the texture and his digital colors and things like that. Like it, it feels like brush strokes and stuff like that. Like every panel is this like painting. Like that one you could like frame right you know like it's it, it looks like a hopper foot like a painting doesn't it like it's really beautiful yeah and um, in, in the one yeah. page uh i guess maybe because she's she's still smoking at that point there's a there's a page where um again we're doing the three wide shots um mm. and they're all positioned in the same position where she's on the left he's on the right but the yeah. smoke the smoke sort of makes it its way across the screen or are the, the the page where it's like she exhales it's you know to the it's coming out of her mouth to the left and it sort of drifts into the middle and then when we get to the bottom right it's it's drifting over her, his face so like you know we get the the progression of the, the the smoke as an element um there so it's sort of you know we're there's not a lot of movement, you know, I, mean, I guess her head turns and he's still at his at the same angle, but like that sort of gives us the smoke gives us the, the appearance of, of movement and time uh, changing. Yeah. I love it. It's uh, it's so dramatic. It's really great. And then um, I guess the big page 
is the nine panel grid on this in this book at the end. Well, what did you think of that? The, the sort of uh, cross-cutting between Shaner and Jared's? Uh, I, I thought it. I thought it went really. I thought it went really well. You know, we we've had this tension building the whole time, and we're we're splicing it in the nine panels, um, with a a moment when you know things are more peaceful, a moment when things are, are violent. We're, we're switching back and forth. Um, the the colors change, um, so that helps us know the time frame. Even though we've been following this th through the whole episode. We get the pew pew, um, which is a callback of, of things that we've seen before early. Um, and then the last one is them sitting at the campfire. We have a page turn, campfire again, the quote, and then we see at the end, to be concluded, he was the one that got shot, um, you know, yeah. during the, the struggle for the gun. Um, so cliffhanger, uh, and we have one more issue uh, to, to go uh, to find out. Um, so, you know, it has been. So, you know, we do a lot of predictions um, as we, we read this. I guess the, the first one is, do you think he's dead? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to say no. I don't think he's dead. Yeah, I... I would agree with you. I don't think he's dead. I think, you know, maybe early on in the next issue, we sort of get a gasp of him sort of, you know, the, the classic sort of, you know, you wake up on a beach or you, you get shot or this sort of the, the, the oh, I gasp, I, I spit out some blood, you know, I'm wheezy, I'm struggling for strength. And, you know, he might make a couple more confessions, but then we obviously, we need some resolution with the daughter the yeah. picks and the invasions of, of earth. So we got a lot of stuff to, to get through and in, in the last issue. I mean, it would be a great move. I, I I'm kind of saying that so that I don't get my hopes up that he is dead because I think it would be interesting if like, you know, uh, I just finished, um, I finished, just finished two things. I won't, I won't be along with this, but like I just finished reading through invincible and okay. I just finished watching Game of Thrones. And when Game of Thrones was at its best, it killed off people when they were going to make things easier for someone. So that, and same with Invincible. Invincible does the exact same thing. It'll only keep people around until they will make things too easy for a character, and then they'll kill them off because they want the main characters to have to work for their victories. Mm -hmm. So that might be something that I'm really hoping is an issue 12. So, but it's not a prediction. Yeah. I'm still predicting that Adam's dead is, is alive, but I'm hoping that he's dead so that it is like a issue 12 is all about, okay, now that Adam's dead, how are we going to win? You know? Um, yeah. That would be, that would be an interesting way to, to do it. Um, you know, maybe he, he could be alive, you know, recover a little bit and, and succumb to it, to his injury. Um, but it certainly would be an interesting way to, to handle it because he'd also he'd also be relieved of all of the burdens of having to to deal with you know the the deals that he's made the the oncoming you know invasion and and stuff like that you know maybe a, a showdown with terrific like he would just sort of be relieved not relieved but sort of you know 
not have to tackle all of those things if he was deceased. So it'd be inter- right. an interesting way to to do it. Yeah, and it's, I guess I'll it's be, kind of an Elseworlds book too. So he could, he, he could, could be dead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's already committed mass murder and genocide and stuff like that. So you know, why not just kill him? Um, yeah. yeah. Do you think we see the? Do you think we see the daughter in issue twelve? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think. Uh, do you think we'll see? Uh, I guess who do you think we'll see out of the Justice League? I, I think Batman. Yeah, Batman. Um, you know, there, he's had some interactions with with Superman. Yeah. Um, you would think saving. Well, I mean, I know Batman saves little kids, but it seems like Superman swooping in to to save a child is is something that that we see a lot. Um, so I have an interesting theory um, in why that in why we will see the child. Okay. And this is just me spending too much time on the internet, but I saw Mitch Jarrett's <laughs> taking a picture of his kid wearing a terrific jacket. And he was like, you have to use the models that you have around. Oh. So did he take a picture of his kid wearing a terrific jacket because terrific goes and saves the kid and he needed, he needed a reference of like, you know, a smaller child being wrapped up in a, you know, classic superhero stuff like, hey, little kid, I saved you, let me wrap you in a blanket let me cover you up let me give you a jacket like was was that what he was doing that's a good point yeah that might be it yeah oh yeah so that'd be cool to see and that would be a good arc for terrific is saving alana's daughter when he couldn't save his own daughter true that would be a really good arc for him yeah cool all right so any any other thoughts um i know we're obviously both excited for for 12 to see to see where it goes um but uh it was it was a it was a good issue i i wonder you know we talk a lot about rorschach being a book made for people who are really into to, to comics um and i would think that this is something um that you would have to be like if you're a traditional like superhero fan like would you be excited about an issue of a husband and wife arguing for, for half an issue? Like, yeah. I mean, you you would be invested and I don't know if anybody would just pick something up in, in, a, you know, issue 11, but it's an interesting sort of take on what you can, what you can do. And like a lot of times when people like look at comic books or they look at the medium of, of comic books, they, 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 they think superheroes and this is a superhero book, but you know, they're doing mm-hmm. so much more. That's, it's a, it's a, it's a couple's argument in, in a superhero comic, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting yeah. way to show that you could do a lot with, with it. Yeah. It feels like a Sorkin, anything by Sorkin, this issue, like it feels like, uh, it feels like an, if uh, uh, like, like uh, a few good men or uh, social network or something like that, like this argument does. And um, I would be interested to see if someone just pulled this off the shelf and what they would think. Cause I would, I would just expect like people who kind of went in, like I would expect, of course, like if you're going in for a superhero book, uh, like some people we know, and then it's like, you know, they would be very disappointed. But then I would think that someone who goes in lamenting the fact that it's like superhero books are just action oriented and, you know, aren't thought out. And then they pick this up and are like, oh, wow, this seems really thought out in this issue. I wonder how they got to this place. And this mm-hmm. is issue 11. And I think that's the big thing is that like it is for comic book readers like you and I, because we've got our superhero action up until this point. Um, 
but like this seems so much more satisfying than like the action sequences have been you know uh because we have we as readers have earned this yeah. up until this point it's such a good payoff but yeah that's my last thought cool all right so uh aliens aftermath uh issue one um you know this is i've been reading the the main alien series um from philip and salvador la roca uh, but this was i think the first time i've seen anything in the aliens universe since it's called the marvel that that's outside that of this um is that the case for you or is yeah that... i have uh, outside of like philip's um book yeah 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 this is the first time i think this is the first series like um second series i guess second aliens series at um marvel yeah yeah so um we'll just touch on this lightly um this being an issue one um you know we're introduced to these to these folks that are sort of taping this uh you know revolt that that they're doing in space you know we 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 have a lot of action we you know we have running we have getting out of uh you know a a space station before it blows up we got a little bit more information um you know and we meet the characters but uh so let me ask you my my question and i'm thinking with these with these aliens books it seems like we're mining material from alien and aliens and we're not so far we're not touching any of the other books i think that's yeah. probably a sort of uh, conscious decision um to, if they're going to take bits and pieces of the mythology we're, we're taking from from those two and we're not going into three or anything else like that right yeah well this was the first time where i saw something that was kind of a little bit referencing prometheus because their suits when they land on lv426 mm-hmm. uh look a little bit like the suits in prometheus um which is not, they're not the exact same. At first I was confused because I was like, wait a minute, Prometheus is like hundreds of years before. Why would they be using those spacesuits? But it's just like a similar color scheme and design. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the closest it's been to referencing anything outside of one and two. And I'm, if we ever get Philip on the podcast, that's a question I have for him. I'm like, were you told by Marvel editorial to like ignore the bad films like or something like that? Like, are you doing a... Um, what did that like uh, the Halloween movies did that recently where it's like, no, the only one that matters is the first one. That's what yeah. we're doing a sequel to. Right. You know? Um, yeah. I, I'd be very curious. Yeah. Okay. Cause no, I, I agree. I don't think that, I think they're definitely trying to ignore those other two, but I think that fits because um, three is like a long time after aliens. Right. I think and then so. two was like 200 years after both of them, I think, or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I meant not, did I say two? I meant resurrection is like 200 years, say something like that. Um, the, uh, yeah, but I, I, one thing I do like about this book and the main series, the main series feels like uh, it's more in the vein of Alien. Like it's a horror book. Mm-hmm. Um, this book feels very much like Aliens, where it's Correct. like action horror. Yeah, um, let's let's talk a little bit about the the art here. Uh, I think it's great to see Dave Wachter um, doing doing uh, some alien stuff. Uh, yeah, 
it, it, it looks really great. Um, and the, uh, the Sotomayor colors are, are pretty awesome. I, uh, I've actually taken a uh, coloring class that was, was taught by uh, Chris. So it was, it oh, was nice. interesting to, to see, to see his work. Uh, you know, I've seen it in the past, but just sort of picking up a book and sort of knowing that for six weeks, I went through a, a coloring class with a guy, I was able to have a different not different, but just have a little bit of an extra perspective of, of some of the stuff that he he taught through the class. And I thought the book was colored really well as well. Yeah, I really like, and I, I really like what Dave Wacker, Wacker's stuff does with them when they land on LV426. Like I love the snow falling mm-hmm. and the, um, the, the, the complex being sort of like buried in it. That was really great stuff. And that's sort of like, I think that's sort of where his always his stuff has shined, like all the stuff that I've seen by him. But also, like he does such a good job with the spaceship and techie stuff too. It's um, it's all awesome. Yeah. So I think one of the key developments here, and you know, we, you said that this book uh, feels a lot like uh, Aliens. Do you do you feel the the connection that we get to from one of the characters um, being related to Vasquez? Does does that help that that connection to to Aliens, the movie? Yeah, I guess that I felt like that's a little thin. I, I mean, like I, I like the book as a, as a whole, but I feel like that connection seems to be kind of stretching it. I guess I'm always just never a fan of people being like, uh, I like. I mean, I love my aunts and stuff like that, but I don't think I'd ever go on like a revenge quest or something like that for them, you know, or whatever it is. Especially like where this is supposed to take place, like when he would have known his aunt would have been like he was like a really really little kid, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I found that to be the, like the thinnest part of the, the plot. And I wish they would have just, it would have been cool if it had just been like, yeah, he's Vasquez's nephew and then left it at that instead of it being like a motivator for, you know, why he's doing this. Like they already established a motivation for the guy because he hates Waylon Yutani. Mm-hmm. And it could have been a small part of why he wanted to do it, but I just sort of feel like that the deep emotional connection that they're trying to make us feel to aliens just isn't, it doesn't work for me, but what'd you think? No, you, you made some, you made some good points. Um, it would have been interesting if like, you know, we would just would have had um, the reveal, like somebody just calls out his name or we, we I, they don't really wear name tags on their suits, but instead of that, just sort of, you know, we, he, he, he would have told us how he, he hates the, the the corporation and then just sort of show us or, you know, so with a, you know, a, uh, a nameplate or, or, you know, somebody calling out his name or something that that would have been an interesting way to do it. Um, you know, they're, tr- they're trying to tie things together. Um, you know, you made some good points. I was thinking about how, like in star Wars, how like R2D2 and C3PO are always just sort of like connected to everything and just show up and just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how are these two droids like always conveniently such plot, uh, you know, key pieces. So the, 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 that there's some pretty flimsy, you know, connections made in, in star Wars as well. Oh so. yeah, totally. And I think that, uh, yeah. Like that's where Star Wars is the weakest is when they show up basically. Right. Like, you know, um, one thing I like about like, you go off of that, like what I like in Phillips series is how he integrates Bishop mm-hmm. into the world. Uh, do you think Bishop will show up in this one? Um, so they are on the, the same planet as the, that the, that the space Marines landed on in, um, in aliens, the movie, right? 
Yeah. So, so do you think that we'll see, because obviously the, the Bishop we see in Phillips series is, you know, on another timeline could have been rebuilt, you know, another model or is it, like, like a severely damaged uh, Bishop is just somewhere there. Uh, I was thinking more like how it is in, in Phillips series where it's like, in Philip's series, it's like just like the bishop model, right? Is everywhere, that kind of thing. Like it's on, it can be on, like it's like there's like more than one that like the characters interact with, but it's like they're all the same model of, mm -hmm. of Android. Okay. I, think, I was thinking more something like that. I think I, I could see that happening, like that being like a, them sending a bishop over to collect this like new alien at some point. Um, but like, I mean, it would be great if. I mean, that would answer our question if they're ignoring three and and four is if we got the, uh, you know, we found uh, the the Hadley's. Now, Hadley's Hope is the, is this. Um, what's the ship called? I'm trying to remember what the ship is called in Aliens. Um, uh oh, I'm trying to Droma, which is the first one. Hadley's Hope is the outpost. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it's called. But it would be great if they found, like, yeah, it would be awesome if, like, Ripley and Hicks and Newt and Bishop showed up in this series. And then we would get an answer as to whether or not three and four are retconned. Um, that'd be great. So we have this, I guess, sort of the, the major development at the end of this issue is that uh, this one character, um, there's a, there's somebody in a, uh, like a cat, not a casket, but like a cryo sleep bed. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm flipping pages um do we ever see who's in that for sure i think in the end it doesn't matter who's in there it's just somebody who was in a cryopod and that person has a yeah has a it's a chest burster it's a chest burster yeah so i thought that was actually that was probably my favorite part of the story because i thought it was going to be like a i thought the last page is gonna be like a pan down and you see the name on the cryopod or something like that or like you know dog tags or whatever but that was a great moment to have it like they break it out and then the chest burster comes out. And I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, this is going to be another sort of alien situation where they're going to be trapped on this planet with more than one alien. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm pretty, pretty excited uh, for, for this book. Um, do you feel like, uh, all right. So I, I, I it's kind of hard to do predictions off of, of this. Um, I, I think, you know, obviously we're, we're going to have a lot of space Marines going around in tunnels and, and aliens popping out and, and gunfights. Um, I guess, bigger picture, do you ever think that the, the aliens, the, the xenomorphs make it to uh, Marvel 616? Ooh. Oh, I hope so. I think so. I think, yeah. Um, at the same time, they've, uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, and and I, I, I think um, I think we'll get like a Predator versus series and an Alien versus series. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I don't think Marvel is going to be able to, to control themselves to not no. to not to not do it. It's different than like Star Wars, right, which has always been a contained universe and has never crossed over with anything. It's uh, but with like Alien and Predator that's what like they have a history of being crossover characters sure. so i think they will do it squirrel girl versus <laughs> predator and alien series 
Who do you want to see versus Alien and Predator on the Marvel side of things? Uh, Punisher, they, obviously. Right? Oh, yeah, that would be that would be. You know, it would be interesting to if they somehow just like Reed sort of stumbled upon it, not realizing uh-huh. what he had. And just sort of in the name of, you know, this is traditionally ha- what happens in an in aliens book is like somebody gets it, doesn't know exactly what they have. Like, you know, the Fantastic Four stumbles upon a, a ship and, you know, Reed would want to study it. And would he make the mistake of bringing something back with him? Like, I, I guess that's one way you could do it. That would be awesome. And then what would be great is if, um, like, because, you know, alien, the, the the xenomorphs take on the attributes of their host. So then like the Marvel characters that they infect, they get their powers. So like you have like a rock xenomorph when he gets like Ben Grimm and a, uh, like a stretchy one an invisible one, a flame one, that kind of thing. That would be so great. And then like Wolverine gets it and it's like, but he survives, but still like the xenomorph comes out with like claws and stuff like that. It would be, be so cool. Yeah, I don't. I, I that would be an interesting, interesting way to do it. And you know, as we've said before, you know, they're, they're all the all the high level muckety mucks at Marvel are, are listening to this. You know, oh yeah, Kev, Kevin Foggy's like writing down, you know, Alan's notes feverishly. He's like, yeah, he finds you know more brings him back to Earth. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, multiverse of madness. That's going to be a huge section of it, and we're going to fire another director to get that in there. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. yeah so uh i i was happy with this book um you know it's it's a it's an issue one you know uh i they, they do some interesting things but they also for anybody wanting to read an, an aliens book they also give them you know what they want you know going oh, yeah. to remote lands getting attacked by xenomorphs you you have to have that yeah say both books like like issue one of the alien series was like i was like yeah i'm hooked same with this one aliens aftermath i was like yeah adding this to my subs like this is going to be great yeah cool all right well i think that's going to do it for for both reviews um you know obviously we're, we're going to be covering um strange adventures 12 probably pretty thoroughly once that comes out oh, give everybody a couple of couple of days to sort of digest everything and, and a major breakdown um maybe we'll come back and visit this series after after a couple of more issues yeah i'm excited yeah Cool. So I'd like to to thank everybody for listening. If you could give us a rating and review on the podcasting service you use, we really appreciate it. If you want to follow the podcast, we're on Twitter at Construct Compod. Instagram is Constructing Comics Pod and Facebook is Constructing Comics. I'd like to once again, thank you for listening. Please be safe, be nice to each other and go out there and make some comics. Thank you.